0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are tuned in to, to Two Catholic, Catholic Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Ready? My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we're not priests. We're not theologians. We're just Two Catholic Dudes, and we're talking about our faith. And thank goodness
1: we're back in live action because this microphone <laughs> needs to be fixed. So <laughs> haven't had a chance to prep fix it in a long time. Nice. You look uh,
0: great on camera. I'm pretty sure we got a, we got a dope shot set up today. So I if know. you guys are watching yeah. at home, here we are. Hey. What's up? Tune it in? uh We're on YouTube on the interwebs. Check that out. Yeah, but we are back in person, and uh it's getting it's getting exciting tonight. we're What are we talking about? I don't really know.
1: We see, okay, so we we've talked about a lot on our last few episodes. We just I, I, we keep using it as an excuse of just guys we don't have anything to talk about. That's why our episodes <laughs> aren't great. Um, no, but uh so we thought this one is we talk a lot of time off camera. About what the future of our church looks like, what the future of parishes look like, just a lot of major things that are going to be very different, maybe. So we just thought instead of having that discussion off the air, the air, the like Corona Radio, we're uh, on the radio. Um, but like we would have it on the podcast. We just we're so we're just going to talk to each other about what we think, throw out ideas, throw out thoughts that we come up with, and. So, this will be an episode for sure. We'd love for you guys to put in the comments what you think.
0: Join in the conversation and tell us what you think the future yeah. of the Catholic Church will be post COVID 19. So, maybe we'll argue. Maybe we'll agree. Who knows?
1: But we're going to talk about what we think in this episode.
0: That's right. This is okay. So, this is the first time we are doing the podcast in your youth room. Yes, that's where we are right now. It looks pretty dope. It's pretty It'd cool. Look, it doesn't look this good usually. <laughs> we um, kind of doctored up the set, but, but yeah. it's a, it's a cool youth room. It's it's a it's a great
1: space. Well, it's funny cuz I haven't been here in a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> cuz I've been working from home.
0: Right, right, right. Um, um but no, it's it's a lot of fond memories and a lot of hearts changed in this room right here. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's it's a great place. Uh it's the same youth room that I
1: uh first fell in love with my faith on our story about and when I do my testimonies, when we speak uh, places, I talk about the room that I used to get called into to talk about wrestling that, um, you know, started my journey to finding my love for my faith and the love for the church. And it all started in this room, you know. Um, so it's it's crazy that this room is now my office where I do that same work. That's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. So
0: went full circle. Um, here we are.
1: I haven't been here in a really long time. And you and I have not seen each other in person in.
0: Like three months about three months, yeah, so on the on my board at home, the quarantine board, uh my count last I checked was fifty three days, but that was the day that the church kind of got their doors were closed right fifty three days since that, but we had filmed previously to to that like a bunch of three stuff. or four podcasts ahead of schedule, yeah, so i that was about a month before that that we met up and filmed a bunch of stuff, so yeah, it's been a while i I really think that.
1: Maybe the last time we filmed together was the live podcast.
0: Oh yeah, that at was Animal
1: it. Valley. That was the last time we were together. That was February,
0: February twenty ninth, leap day. So it's been um, a bit. It's so now we, May.
1: Yeah. So and yes, people. Some people are going to be upset that
0: we're here together. It's um, just tricks from the cam. It's it, camera <laughs> tricks. We're actually like we can't touch each other. Right. Uh, He's just—he's right in the front of the camera. I'm uh, way back, but it looks like we're together, but we're actually like 30 feet away, apart yeah. from each other. But yeah, Ryan and I have been
1: quarantining—you know—social distancing from each other, from everybody for months and months and months. Now just like everybody else, but Ryan was in town uh, for and, Mother's Day. Today's Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, today's Mother's Day. Um, and so Ryan was you know social distancing lunch with his with his mom, and we had to take advantage of the opportunity to to podcast together.
0: Oh, FYI, if you guys. Want to get your mom uh, some flowers on Mother's Day? Don't go at 2 p.m. on Sunday, the day of. They're out. (laughs) They're also out of cards. Yeah, both those things they're out of. I bought her a cactus. But she actually really liked that. I got my mom a hug. (laughs) Nice. And uh, you know what my mom said, though? Her favorite thing was the post on Facebook. See, sometimes, you know, moms enjoy when you're when their kids are older, they enjoy those little things like my my mom. The greatest gift my mom said was me coming back to visit because I haven't seen my parents in two months. Right. So, yeah, but I, you know, I want to. So I got her cactus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great job, man. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Anyway. So, yeah. So we're here. We're hanging out. We're finally back uh, getting a chance to film. We've been doing the Zoom podcasting. It's just not the same.
0: It's not. You have that weird, there's always like a weird delay when yeah. you're not sure if the other person's going to talk yeah. or you should talk, and then you end up talking over one another. Uh, so The
1: editing process is way more difficult for Ryan. Oh my
0: gosh. So this is this is a, this dream, is a dream situation here.
1: So, okay. So we're talking about the future of the church. What's that going to look like? What's that going to be like? Because we are still in lockdown, technically. Yeah. Um, things are kind of starting to open up, and I've noticed that people are kind of starting to go, hmm. I'm getting out of here. Okay, I'm starting to move around a little bit. Like people are starting to move a little bit more. I think people, people are, are antsy. over. It. People are
0: over it. Yeah, you know, uh, which is kind of well. Nobody has any idea what to what to believe. Yeah, uh, and what to make of this situation. The
1: news fills it with so much. Some people are like, "This is like we are drastically overreacting." Da da da. And the other news is like, "This is." The black death and so it's just you never really know what to believe yeah
0: i hear one post one day that we're get you know next week we're all back and then somebody else is going Yo, know this is just wave one of three probably and we're going to be in this for the long haul for like at least a year or two yeah it's like well okay i don't know so and then a lot of people are like even if we're still in quarantine what does that really mean people are like eh, well i'm gonna go to the beach and i'm gonna go do my thing right and some some businesses now are just like well we're just gonna open and what are you gonna do
1: yeah like there's there's places that are just like forget it
0: yeah um but you know <sighs> luckily I, churches aren't saying that yet no, churches churches yet. are, are
1: uh, in some places in the, in the u.s I think so I think they're doing are, soft opens they're getting soft opens I think right i I, I thought I read that on, on an article I'm not positive on that don't quote me but
0: I did talk to Father Jared Cook from Texas and Texas always kind of does their own thing yeah they're starting some to, to soft open okay but they're gonna it's gonna be like 50 people. Uh, and they're going to be, they're going to be checkered boarded out. Around how the do you S- determine that? Do you have like a counter?
1: Probably. But like, that sucks. Yeah. So like you got to get there early.
0: First come first serve, but See, that's like, why. And
1: that's the, I have, that's, so this is our perfect. We're starting this discussion because my thought is like, I was talking to my pastor about it and he was saying like, how do you open it only to select, to, to not a select few, but to few, you know? So then there's people just like, oh, sorry, you didn't get it.
0: How many confessions did you go to last year? Ten or yeah. ten or above, you're in. Everybody yeah, else. Let me
1: see your attendance. <laughs> you know how? Yeah. So it's like, how do you determine that? You know, how do we decide? You know, because those some people are. Everyone's starving for the Eucharist, right? You know.
0: Absolutely, but I think it's you need to make your church as accessible as possible. Right. W- with these restrictions, so yeah, maybe you're only going to be able to allow 50 people in, but you're not going to restrict that mass. Where most churches, I think almost all churches have gotten on the live streaming at this point. So I hope so. I believe. I'm sure there's some that haven't. They just either don't know how to, or they don't have the means. You know yeah. the means, or maybe there's just some that are flat out lazy or scared. I'm gonna, but I will. Th- uh, that's that's. A, well, I'll talk to that point in a minute. But yeah, keep going. But so most people are you know, at least live streaming to some degree from their phone or oh. whatever. But um, to be able to keep that up and have some sort of way that they can meet in the middle right. while people are coming back and, and for this foreseeable future. I think this is going to be something that continues on, uh, quite frankly. But to have, you know, the the 50 people in the church, but the people that didn't get in could stream it from the hall or could stream it from their cars or a combination that thereof.
1: Yeah, and then you find a way to to do the sacrament of the Eucharist in, in a different way.
0: And, um, and the Eucharist could be, at, uh, you know, At the end of Mass, everybody gets communion and leaves. So Mass concludes, nobody gets communion, maybe except for the priest. And then, you know, sign of the cross, thanks be to God. Then you come up, you receive the Eucharist, up one aisle, and you go out an exit door. And there's everybody goes, there's an indoor, there's an outdoor. Everybody goes in, everybody goes out, and you go to your cars and you leave.
1: Yeah. Ugh. I, I, I understand the formality of it. I just think people are going to be like, and and I would be too. It's like, I, how do I have my time to process what just happened? You know, doesn't that make, does that make the Eucharist just like a drive-through you routine? You process situation? it in the car but and you like, get But like that, you know, I think that like that takes away the, the. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, the importance of it. And so I'm like, I, I would almost rather abstain and spiritually make a spiritual communion if I can't fully give myself to, I mean, I'm blessed enough to, I receive communion every Sunday still. And I can wholeheartedly receive and take my time to pray and reflect. And, and, and you know, I, I, I'm blessed, blessed. And I think that but that that's something that could cause, that could really be irreverent. And I think that that's going to be a hard thing. Is how do we go back to having mass, but try to keep it still the reverence of mass? It's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to
0: be different. And, you know, say we come back to these public masses next week or next month even, Um with 50 people, and it'll probably be a staggered process. 50, then 150, then 250 Mm -hmm. uh, over the course of weeks or months. But it's going to be a long time until we have a congregation of 800, I think. Yeah. You know? Well...
1: Uh, but do you think it's because just because of restrictions? Because of restrictions. Yeah, because I was gonna say because I think that like at Hearst you were hearing like nobody's gonna go anywhere because everyone's afraid. That is not gonna be the case. I don't think. I think everybody wants to get out
0: so bad. Look at the beaches in Orange yeah. County. That one weekend they they're like well right, the beaches are open. Like twenty thousand people went to Newport Beach and it's like, and then the governor was like uh, okay just My bad. kidding by yeah. that no beaches are closed. But like people want to get out and people yeah. are hungry for the Eucharist and hungry to come back to church.
1: Yeah, I think and and I think that w- I was speaking to. Some of my teenagers a couple of days ago because we I do online I do I'm online all the time with them, and I was saying like how is this gonna when you're when life goes back to whatever normal may be again mm-hmm. whoever it may be when we can do things, how is your faith still gonna be part of your life because you're coming onto these zooms and everything and people are like I've realized now like I need get, God was the constant when things got bad, you know, like I was still like people like church the church and I felt. All I could do is pray in some instances, you know, and so like I think people are going to be like church was there for me during this time and I got to be there for for God, you know, and support and, and do what God's asked me to do and live that life. And so I think that it's going to be I think mass is going to the attendance is going to try is going to shoot up, which is why people are going to be like, oh, yeah, um, it's uh, yeah. So it's I think it's going to be difficult because I was talking to um, my pastor about it because we we're like, what are we going to do? And he was, we were talking about maybe it being people come, uh, that, and you do the number restriction thing, which is so lame. Um, and then you also do a separate live stream, you know, because that's the other part that's tough is unless you're a St. Monica's right. Who has it down to a science. When I live stream, I'm all up in the altar and the sanctuary and trying to get the best shot for the people at home and stuff. And my pastor's like, yeah, get, come on, like do whatever you got to do. But like, if there's people in the congregation, I'm not necessarily going to be like, you know, all up in everyone's face. Trying to get the best shot. Yeah. Right, like, sure. cause I'm like, it's like, it's Monsignor what, prep the altar and me. Right. Like there's no, I'm blocking everything. So how do you can't
0: lash them at the same time if you're doing it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How does that look? I don't know. Also, I think you spent too many, too many podcasts zooming because uh, you get get on the microphone. Oh, sorry. Dude. <laughs> uh, when you're talking to your computer mic, it picks up everything. But yeah. So I think um, it's gonna be different and there's so many different options. We're not sure which way we're gonna go, and time will tell. But I think being prepared and ready for those will um, well, I like, the, I like the point that you said about um, having that separate live stream. That could be a good option. Um, I think one thing that a lot of people are overlooking is the fact that you have to clean and sanitize the church. After, Every time. After each mass. And so initially people were like. We're probably gonna have to have way more masses, like, to accommodate all people. But you literally, you're gonna have to sanitize the pews, where their cleaning crews are gonna be all over it. Um, but it's gonna be expensive for one, and churches are already in financial turmoil during this. Yep. And then you need the time to clean, so the masses are gonna have to be even more spread out. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Right. Because uh, like we <laughs> clean after our two live streams, but
1: there's only so much to clean because there's not a lot of people there.
0: Yeah, it's like full on cleaning service coming in and doing all the pews, all the missiles, and everything like that's that. That's what they're saying. They're gonna do. That's Possibly, gonna happen, right? Yeah, right. Or taking out the missiles and I, I who knows, man? Uh, there's just so much, so See, many moving parts to this. The, the, the missiles. That's gonna be the hard part because everyone's touching. People you got them grimy like, hands. Like, all ugh. the kids like. Well, either that or people are gonna start saying like, you "Gotta use your phone," I guess. So this is where the digital, all the digital side of things comes in because the church has taken a giant step forward, a giant leap forward in digital technology and joining right. the digital era. They've, uh-huh. uh, you know, I remember in like, I saw a meme that said in 2008, all the pastors or 2010, it was like a 10 year gap, 2010, all the, all the pastors are like, Facebook is the devil. And then 2020 come check out the live stream on Facebook. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah. things, things switch real quick there. But yeah. um, we're really quickly having to join this digital revolution and uh, use the technology to, uh, to evangelize and to advance and, and help the church. And so, yeah, if we have to get the missiles out of there and say, you know, maybe our church doesn't have a drop down screen yet. Maybe could we, is now the time to do that? You know, it's a lot of money, but yeah. this is a battle. Uh, and it's time it times like these that you have to play offense if you start playing defense and saying we don't have the money I know we don't have the money and it sucks but like maybe we have to dip in these savings to buy a drop-down screen or buy a camera so that we can do this live stream and make it decent but uh, For one for safety of like the the missiles or something But if you if you really can't if you absolutely can't you can still find ways. Yeah Log on to your phone. All the lyrics are going to be on, you know, whatever the website, or you can you can make it happen somehow.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I think that I, it's going to be very interesting what people have to do or what churches are willing to do, um, to make this happen and and, and continue. Because, um, what I hope as well, let's just shift more positively, I guess. Um, I hope that say everything can go back to normal eventually, and it's fine, and it's like you can just mass everybody can go, and everyone's like, remember when that whole COVID thing was yeah. going on? Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like everything's fine. You know, everyone goes to mass, everyone can greet each other and shake each other's hands or hug each other or whatever it may be, and it's great, and everything is hunky dory again. That's that's my prayer, obviously. That's what we all hope, right? Right. Nobody wants to live like this, um, but I do hope that all these great advances that we've made get implemented to continue to be a tool for evangelization. I think that Facebooks and live streams and um, cool content that people are making online because that's the other great thing. You're doing it, I'm doing it in our church and I've seen a lot of other places doing it is trying to up your content. Let's get more stuff online. Let's get more stuff at uh, you know in people's pockets, essentially. you know, Even if it's just short little scripture reflections or uh, cool shots of the church or little messages of hope, whatever it may be. I think that kind of stuff is a welcomed
0: addition Absolutely to what we're doing. Yeah, even if even if the church deems that the live stream should stop, because that's that here's one caveat to the live streams continuing once even when we're back to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, say you step up the live live stream production and you got like a four camera shoot during all this. Yeah. And then you're like, well, let's continue this. Cause it's great. And everyone's got used to doing this from home. But then your church is half full because people are like,
1: I'll just watch it at home. I'll just watch it at home. Exactly. I could be in my pajamas. It's
0: fine. Yeah. Um, you don't want that to happen. You want that to be uh, a, an extra thing, right. you know, um, maybe somebody goes to the Saturday night vigil and they see their associate pastor, but they're like, you know what? I want to hear the homily from my pastor. So I'm going to tune into this Sunday live stream or, um, uh, who who knows but like the you don't want that to be the the regular or so they're sick the alternative the alternative you want it to be the alternative maybe someone's sick they can't get to mass uh, whatever circumstances that they absolutely can't be there they can mm. watch the live stream yeah. uh, or somebody who's out of town uh,
1: because what we don't want to confuse it with right is something that we have that that makes us different from just a regular, you know, these new evangelical Protestant churches where it's just like, yeah, watch us on whatever. Their their whole service is exactly the same. Yeah. You have to be able to go to the Eucharist. Right. That's the big thing is we need that. And that's the thing that people are missing the most, I think, about church. And that's the thing they should be missing the most, at least. And so that's why I think that we have to continue to push that as people that are passionate about the faith. Right, people that work for the faith, people that are in ministry, priests, everybody—we need to be saying like, "Hey, the Eucharist is a big deal." So even if yes, this live stream continues, you can't get the Eucharist over live stream. So you need to get there. Yeah. You know, um, you can be spiritually fulfilled, uplifted, whatever, but you are not getting. Yeah, and it's not even—it's not even like, "Oh, well, they need to come so they can donate." You could donate online. Right. That's not it. It's right. you need to come to the Eucharist. Yeah. Right. You know, that's that's what our faith is. That's the summit, and that's to be the center. Um. So. I think I, I I think having you know people of goodwill and people of good faith that's going to drive them to the mass like rather not do the live stream anymore and we'll say too I think that there's going to be people no matter what that are going to be like ah forget it I'm just going to watch mass forever.
0: Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. That that's gonna change the way of life for them. They're like, oh yeah, I don't have, for a lot of things. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't have to go to church. I'll just watch from home. That's fine. Oh, I don't have to. Like in business, will be like, oh, we don't have to have all our people come here. We can downsize our office. Let's just have them work from home. It's, it's gonna change the scope of the world in, in 100%. a huge way. 100. You know,
1: um, it's gonna be like everyone. Have you seen Wally? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is those big chairs. Yeah, and yeah Everything yeah. is on their screen, <laughs> and they're just like, um, mm, that's what's gonna be like. Oof. Yeah, awful. But, um but I do think to a degree too, people are going to get sick of it though. Cause I'll tell you as like, as somebody I'm in zoom meetings all the time. Last week was a record high, right? I had zoom meetings about a digital retreat that we're doing. I had a zoom youth ministry meeting. I had a zoom youth ministry gathering, and then I had a leadership training and I popped in at an event that somebody was having as like the, like a little guest. Hey, I did a little guest speaking. So like, I was on Zoom at one point from noon until like eight PM with like an hour that I ate dinner, wow. just staring at my computer, and I was like, I never want to go on
0: Zoom ever again. <laughs> and the thing is, Zoom is great to connect us, uh, but the technology—it's good enough that we, you know, we're all chatting together, but it's awkward for sure, right? Especially when you're in a big group and and like everyone has their mic muted, and it's just like. Uh, hello, anyone there? You know they're there, but it's like you can't hear anyone. You. you don't right. get that like feedback of like yeah. that in person feeling of somebody, even if they're not talking to you. Like if you're talking to a group, yeah. you get that feeling of that they're listening and they're yep. there oh, with you, dude. Yes, right? Because like when you're in a Zoom meeting, you don't know are they like just on their phone, like? Well, I, I am all the time. On the I'm Zoom always on my phone. I'll
1: be honest <laughs> with you guys. I was in a meeting one time, and I like uh, I had my Xbox on. While I was like watching yeah, yeah. Netflix. Exactly. Well, I had to show what going on in the background because I was like, I don't need to hear, this isn't prevalent information. Like the part of the meeting that where I need to listen Guilty was passed. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, oh, this is my part. I'll pause this and I'll pay attention. But like, I mean, you know, it's like most,
0: you know, <laughs> most people wish they could do that in regular meetings. Anyways, yeah, my, point was, about- <laughs> my point was, we just have that. My point was, you're just in a regular meeting yeah. at work and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to check out. Yeah. You tell me when I'm in. Um, but like my point was, I don't, will will there be some sort of technological advancement to, uh, to move us forward in these kind of online group meetings? I have no, I can't even speculate what it would be, but something that's more engaging, uh, less awkward, uh, who knows? I don't, you know, but like, I know everybody's working on it right now. Everyone's for one, everyone's trying to catch up like Google, Facebook, they're all trying to catch up to zoom. Uh, but Usually times of trouble, yeah. times of strife, times of war, that pushes technological advancements. That's when we move forward the most, uh, you know, in in those unfortunate yeah. times, we move forward in a society.
1: Because so. man, does Zoom have the monopoly
0: on it? Oh yeah. So my prayer is that, the church moves forward in this time of trouble, in this time of strife, in this time of war. This is a battle, like I said. Yeah. So that we take this time, we move forward. We take that step. We take that leap. The church leaps over everyone else in whether it's in technology and in, in. But uh, however, we can get through this together as a church. We move forward, and we're like, boom! We're the Catholic Church. We are here. We are. New, the, the new interview. No, we're always the Catholic Church. We are here, but but like, we we have
1: but we have new tools. Yeah, we have new tools to bring the same message.
0: That's right. That's the right. same
1: traditions. We have new ways to bring it to the people because that's no matter what's going on. What I have learned from this whole thing, people need God because God provides courage, strength, hope, uh, love. God, God is so you know. Gives this life to people, a, a sense of peace that you can't get from anything else in life. You need it. You The only way you can find it is in Christ. So people mm. need that right now. So we as a church should be doing whatever we can to bring that to them. However media, whatever online, whatever everything that we can use, we should be using every tool we've got to bring God to the, to the people.
0: Amen, brother. Now... In terms of implica- uh, uh how you uh, what was the word? <laughs> imp, imp, uh, <laughs> apply <laughs> application? Yeah, how do we apply? It's, it's late, you guys I had a long day. Uh, okay, how, applying those. Let's talk about some of the new positions that are at least one yeah. that's on my mind that churches, yeah. I already know some that's hired this new position and with the name of it to be determined, you know, there's these staple positions that churches have always had your music minister. You got I, your I, youth I, minister, your DRE, etc., etc. et cetera. But I, like, I do
1: love churches cause they, they always can come up with like creative names for yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like I've been called so many, like I'm the youth ministry director or the director of the youth ministry program or just youth minister or whatever yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for these new jobs cause they'll probably have crazy names.
0: So, what I think some of the major duties of said job will be uh, director of live stream, director of technology and social media, social media managers, social media managers, um, combination yeah. websites. So it's going to be tech savvy people, yeah. probably millennials, maybe even Gen Zers at this point, if they're old yeah. enough, you know, uh, that really know how to uh, to put content out there. Uh, tech savvy people, camera savvy people. Uh, Or people willing to learn People willing to learn Exactly Because the reality is Yeah like Because I didn't know How to do any of this stuff
1: Right I didn't know how to do Any of this Right And I just was like Well it needs to be done So I'm doing it Thankfully I'm very blessed At my situation too I know that you're kind of Doing a lot of stuff On your own um, granted, you're kind of a jack of all trades, but I have like a sound guy, a, a parishioner here that's been very involved with sound and, and he, he's like a career. Like right. The dude that can do anything. Yeah. And, uh, he's like my sound dude. Like, so It's he's, he's on the sound, I'm doing visuals. I have another person that's on charge of the comments and like the, um, editing and stuff like that of the video after the fact. Right. Um, so like it, it's a three person job and if we had to step that up to multiple cameras, then you need a director like you're saying that's in charge of the camera cuts, that's in charge of the camera, are all the cameras on, are all the cameras charged, uh, Where's what looks the best, what looks great, am I in people's way, am I not, how can I provide the best live stream but also make sure I'm not taking away from the person mass.
0: Huge responsibility, huge responsibility, and could that be volunteer? Absolutely, trouble though, right? Trouble. Uh, if you if you count on a person just to show up, how many volunteer uh, Eucharistic ministers, lectors, ushers, hospitality members? Do you like? Oh, they're coming today, and then you're like, uh, yeah. And and I think you can speak up. to this. It, you can't.
1: It can't just because the the church has a. I'm gonna call it right now. The church has a bad habit of just piling extra responsibilities onto people they already have got. Yep. So you as a liturgist,
0: you can't take on that job. No. That's too much for you to do. I'm already, so right now, uh, well, I, I've i fallen back on my liturgy duties, which I had to write the prayers of the faithful. Today, I, I guess it should have been my duty to like give, like a, Mother's Day give a Mother's Day prayer to the priest, but like I always, uh, liturgy job is new to me. I was just like, the right. priest always had it and they just said the Mother's Day prayer. Would that, Was that on me? Maybe, but I've been like, Not only choosing Selecting the songs Rehearsing them Because I'm doing I'm singing them by myself But all the technology Filming, live streaming I'm taking on that job It's like I can't do all of that I need help you
1: just don't have it. Yeah, and it's not even a matter. You just don't have enough hands to do it all. Uh, yeah. Like, how could you play
0: music? And I can't imagine having to do it. I've got my hands full holding my phone. Today, I was playing songs. And in between, I was looking. Because we're still doing it from the phone. But the audio, I stepped up big time today. Um, and I was going over and I was muting the, the channels that weren't live. That's what we and do. The, and then I was watching the camera. Um uh, for comments Because actually people did help today. We had one of the microphones Was crackling So And they were letting me know So I looked at it I was watching our view And I switched yeah. out the microphone That I went back And played yeah. a song And then I Bro, went around You gotta and, get a crew I know Because like
1: I The two things that you just I have a full on sound mixer At all times Who has headphones in Listening to the sounds And then I have another guy Who's managing the comments And is in communication With that guy So that I can just focus On the shot Right And I'm using my phone But I have like a gimbal That moves and everything So I right, can get right. like Yeah you gotta get a crew <laughs> But this is the kind of stuff, these are jobs that can be opened up to people. Exactly. That are A, sure, some of it could be voluntary job, but it, I think if, if a church is smart, they would get, and they're going to do this to a high degree and a high level of technology, you need somebody that's going to be in charge of all this. And he can go out and just find like any, a team. Yeah, just like any ministry, right? There's someone who's a paid liturgist who goes out and finds lectors, Eucharistic ministers, ushers, whoever. I'm the
0: paid choir director. I, not my entire choir Correct. is paid. I have all like, volunteers are in the choir, yes. but I'm the paid head of it, right? So the same is going to be for technology, I yes. think, if, if churches are smart. All right, right, we're this is good. We're getting fired up. We're at 30 minutes. we got to take a quick break. Let's come back. Okay, so we're talking about new positions, new jobs
1: that could be opened up for the church. We talked about social media managers because that's important is getting the word out to people. And I think that it's its a great thing that more churches have kind of stepped up their social media game. Um, like, you know what I did? Uh, you know how easy it is? We have a flyer on our church doors right now that has like, it's like a little, uh, like, hey, you can watch mass here on Facebook. And there's a little QR
0: code. You scan with your phone, brings you right to the live stream. Dude, that's a, I didn't even think about that. but yeah, like, it took me 30 seconds. Wow. So here's you just threw it on a poster. That's amazing. Here's another. Well, yeah, let me talk about that first. Here's another thing: is churches can now much more easily um, get great ideas from one another because often yeah. we're like living in our little bubbles in mm-hmm. our in our mm-hmm. parishes. You know, youth ministers don't often collaborate with one another. You you some sometimes sometimes they, sometimes they do. Sometimes um, they do. Music ministers, in my experience, we don't. Sure, and uh, I think in my youth. Minister- I have a very close group of
1: friends that are all in youth ministry in this in this area that we all collaborate together. And we. I'm going to shout her out. I don't know if she listens, but we have a great uh, director for the Archdiocese for our region of youth ministry. She should be on the podcast sometime. She should. Uh, Kelly McLaughlin does an insanely great job at being a resource and collectively bringing youth ministers together to share ideas and thoughts. So we're blessed in this area to have that. Other yeah. youth ministers may not.
0: I'm going to say that right now. Kelly's going to come on the podcast yeah. soon. So yeah. Kelly, if you're listening... We got you soon, all right. Um, But a a chance for us to learn from one another because uh, I I might have said it on the last podcast with with uh, Deacon Todd, but like when uh, when you have the opportunity to see really great things online, like on YouTube, like me as a musician, if I can like Mm -hmm. learn from the best. Uh, piano player or the best guitarist and be inspired and see them um, it's going to help me grow that much quicker Uh, but if if I was only able to like see the the four guitarists that were like around me in my world and I was the best one of them uh, it would be harder for me to improve and I'm not saying we need to like it's a competition of churches but we want to bring beauty to the mass every single time and go ahead I think that
1: (laughs) that I, I didn't want to cut you off, but I, think I was like, I, <laughs> you kind of go on, but I like your point because I think that us as human beings to stay motivated, we always need someone to chase, right? Yeah. You always need someone to look to, to like, that's where the top of the mountain is. I want to get to that. Right. And we have that in how we live. Right. I, at least I think we're always chasing Jesus. Right. That's how he's the model of how we live. Right. So I think it's okay to always have someone to chase. Right. Who you, 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 and, all of us can look at who's doing things the best and go and strive to get as close to that as we can. we can. Right. And I can't speak,
0: I'm, I'm not a priest. I'm also not a theologian. But, <laughs> We're just uh, two Catholic dudes. We have a podcast. <laughs> 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 but like um, homilies, you know, you could look and, and see who's doing really great homilies Absolutely. out there and you can, you can model what you do and you can look at, so now not only you like, sometimes you can listen to them in the past, but now all, so many great ones are doing video homilies and you could see what, what, what do they do that engages people? Like what are their gesticulations? That's my favorite word. What are they doing with their hands? Are they, are they moving around or what kind of eye contact, uh, contact are they giving? Of course. Um, but they can like use that as like a masterclass in, in homiletics. But me, yeah. me as a musician, what I always found was like, I was so isolated and I didn't have any like resources to pull on what other great musicians around other churches were doing because you know why? Every Sunday I was busy. <laughs> I couldn't go to other churches and watch them because I was singing a mass. And I'm yeah. like, um, you know, I wish I could just like be a fly on the wall and see what these great, ma- uh, great parishes were doing. Well, musically. When, yeah, absolutely. Well, when I was getting ready to
1: start the live stream, right. Cause I brought the idea to my pastor. I said, Hey, we need to live stream. And uh, I watched We're on Fire because they've been doing it forever. Right. So I watched We're on Fire and I was like, what are they doing? That's so, that, that, how do I make mine work? Exactly. You know, Exactly. I, I, are we as cool as we're? No. You know, we don't have the budget or the quality,
0: but you know what? It's what can we do with, with the resources that we? Yeah, have. I was like, how can I get as close to this as possible? Exactly. With we need to strive for greatness. We need to strive for beauty. Yeah. And we're and again, it's not a competition. We're not like trying to beat your neighboring parish in quality. Yeah, try- in like, yeah. my homily was was a you know absolutely not. nine out of ten this week, and his was like a six because I watched it and it was like so so. No, that's not what we're <laughs> aiming for. But we just want to collectively step up. You know, uh, in, here's another thing: knowing that people are going to be watching this, maybe that's motivation not to like phone it in. You know, some some musicians, you might be like, oh, I could really dive in and try to find some new music this week or really, like, learn this song well, but also, I don't want to, so I'm just going to, like, do the song, same song we did all the time, and I don't really know it that well, but it's fine, but now, you know, like, okay, 600 people are going to watch it online, so, like, I better not
1: suck. Yeah, or for some of mine, we're getting, like, thousands of people to watch it. Yeah. I had, like, 2,000 views on my Easter vigil. That's amazing. And it's like... and. And I, you know, I've noticed that my pastor is like he brings it every single time. He he truly is giving it his best to be there and be in the moment. He's getting more comfortable, which is great. But like all of us take all of us that are part of the, our our live streams, we're trying to take it really seriously because exactly to that point is it's very serious to us. And it's like it's still mass. We're bringing mass to the people. Like we have to put forward our best. And like if there's like flubs or little things we mess up, we're like, Ugh! it's like it drives me insane all day long. Yeah. Um
0: because i think that like there's masses like when we're just there it's just like oh well some I, honestly uh i think a, a lot of us have gotten complacent over the years of just yeah. the same old same old same old uh and yeah you would there would be all kinds of those flubs and mistakes and stuff like that and you're just like yeah whatever like moving on but like something about this this is different it's new uh it, it's you it, know
1: people are taking it really serious yeah uh
0: and i think there's a level of beauty to that that is going to be seen for years if not decades to come yeah you know um let's talk about a little bit about the broader church we've been talking about like parish life Mm -hmm. what happens on our individual parish on our now like a little bit neighboring parishes but like the the broader scope of the catholic church uh are we going to have any major changes do we think that Now is the time for a new acumenical, major acumenical council. Our last council was, was, it was a big word. That was my second big word of the podcast, gesticulations acumenical. Acumenical. Um, Those usually don't go together. they
1: are like a a thesaurus that's
0: right uh so our last council was you know everyone's favorite vatican two yeah. which we probably will have a separate podcast which was on uh night uh yeah 1962. 1962 to 1965 we just looked that up yeah i knew it was like um early, early 60s but according I, to my calculations the exact years 1962 to 1965 <laughs> uh so it's been just about almost 60 years yeah, since and we did look it up uh, for the most parts for the since the
1: beginning of all the ecumenical councils, there's been is, it's been roughly a hundred
0: fifty to a Fifty right? to a
1: hundred years in between each one, except for like the Council of Trent,
0: which between, was like a beast of a council. Yeah, it lasted like it just covered it. like everything. It yeah. was like we're fine for a long time. So, but that lasted like three three hundred years,
1: years before Vatican One after Council of Trent. Right. So. Uh, But, like, so technically, I mean, not technically, like, who decides that? Not us. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) definitely not us. (laughs) But, I mean, it could be justified to have another council. It's been 60 years. People are,
0: before this went down, people were saying we need to have another council because Vatican II was shall we say vague on a lot of points. It's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray areas where people took that and ran with it. And that's why people are so angry about the things that like, oh, the church is doing this. And we're not gonna get into that. We got into a, a little bit on Nova Sordo and traditional Mass. Uh favorite podcast we've ever done. I know. It's that's probably our most popular to date. So we will have a follow-up episode to that, if not multiple. And we will have this episode on Vatican II itself. So anyways, a lot of Vatican two issues probably need to be addressed. And that could be one part of it. But then there hasn't been an ecumenical council since this whole digital era. And now right. that we are in this COVID situation and the church is stepping up to the digital digital medium in a huge way, I think a lot of things need to be addressed because churches are just kind of like making it up as they go. Well, yeah, because um, masses have not been banned,
1: like live in-person masses have not been banned like this since the Spanish flu 100 years ago.
0: And it was only, like, two months, right? Uh, it didn't spe- – I only read an article from, like, Seattle, uh-huh. and it was several months. I think – I don't think it was a nationwide thing. I think this is the first time it's a nationwide, let alone global, thing. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Wild. Yeah. That's crazy. So, uh, yeah, churches are kind of reinventing the wheel as they go. They Nobody knows what to do. Uh, they're getting, obviously, like uh, – their, their bishop's – and their diocese are giving them rules and instructions mm. but it's, some are following them more loosely than others right and some churches are just kind of figuring it out and and it's like the wild west right now honestly so like yeah
1: it, w- there's not and i think a lot of people are upset with like rome because we're not getting a ton of direction like there's not like he's not coming out and saying like hey this is what you need to all do mm-hmm. you know um but like hey I don't know. I I think that like maybe
0: they're waiting for this new Ecumenical Council because <laughs> they can't there's way too many people to gather. There's way too many people. Once this is through, so the reason they the councils exist is to address problems, is address things that are unclear, as address. So the Trent was in response to so the Protestant Reformation. Reformation and right. so like, okay, there's all these things going on, but we want to talk about them and figure out what we mean, well, what happened. Exactly. Let's so go yeah. so I honestly think it's warranted, um, and I think it could it could do a lot of good. These these they, invite <laughs> us. <laughs> Pro- probably not. If we guys, if we get to five thousand followers, we might get invited to the new Ecumenical Council, which will be called Vatican Three. It'll be called what? Uh, I-, I was gonna call it the Cyber Council. Cyber Council, the Cyber Council of twenty twenty one. Yeah, you heard it first. Yeah,
1: the Council of COVID.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Covid twenty, Covid twenty one because it's gonna happen in twenty twenty one. Maybe. Um, <laughs> who knows? But yeah, if, uh, guys, I, I, that's what I heard. If we get to five thousand followers, uh, they invite one of us to the council. If we get to we ten thousand, if they if we get to ten thousand followers, they're gonna invite both the Catholic dudes to be in on the council. So please spread the word yep. and help get us to ten thousand followers on our Instagram. It's yep. underscore two Catholic dudes. Just you can tell everyone t- we're liars. <laughs> I mean but like if we get 5,000 followers <laughs> we'll be invited to the next <laughs> case. I think that's how it works I don't I mean I'm not big on social media but I'm pretty sure that's how it works so hit us up on the Instagram they, they definitely want our opinion they do I mean cause they're gonna have plenty of theologians plenty of priests <laughs> plenty of bishops they're like you guys you know what we need <laughs> just, just <laughs> two Catholics. <laughs> We just need two Catholic dudes to get their opinion because we need that real life they need that the everyday ev- every shows. <laughs> that's that's what the angle Don't that we're we, going to bring to COVID 21 the, the the cyber council, council of of 2021. Oh, III. That's right. Um so nice. spread spread the word guys. <laughs> I mean stranger things have happened. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we know we know Bishop Barron, so we <laughs> yeah, that's our end, man. <laughs> we'll tag along. We're good. We got a lot of things to say, but I think Holy we've Lord. said most of. <laughs> 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 but to wrap, because councils last like three, at least three years. <laughs> so this this podcast has lasted uh, forty-two minutes so far good for us. Want, uh, we always say like,
1: oh, let's just hit like a thirty-five-minute one. Never happens.
0: The first episode we did was thirty-five minutes, but you were like so nervous. We were very nervous. Go back and check it out. If you guys like, if you guys found us. And popped in on like episode 35 and had been watching. Go back to episode one. We have a
1: couple of really great ones early on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Before and, we started losing. There were some clunkers about. there. Let's let's yeah. not lie. Yeah. Uh,
0: the video has changed throughout the almost year. Uh, you know, it's, it's a process. It's a yeah. process. Like everything in this world, it's a process. Getting through this COVID-19 situation is a process. And figuring out where the church goes from here is going to be a process. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't hurt to be prepared. Think about all possible solutions. Come up, with, come up with ideas on your own. Come up with ideas together so that when said situation arises, you will have already thought of that and you can move forward quickly because, again, we are in a battle. We're in a battle to keep our churches open because we're financially in turmoil right now. Yep. We want to make sure that these churches can stay open, that we can continue to feed the people, uh, but we want to continue to play offense and, and be one, one, two, three, four, five steps ahead of the game mm-hmm. so that, again, when some when some situation arises, we can attack instead of seeing like, oh, this sucks, you know, uh, boo-hoo us, and like, you know, we have to take action now.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. We we need to be a church of action and not just sit around and wait. Um Yeah. But you know I, to wrap up, we're we're wrapping up. Are is, we? Is uh, I feel
0: like we could chat some more. Uh, <laughs> this is a great episode. It's, um We're talk- <laughs> <laughs> That there's no wrap up. <laughs> That's it. Okay, yeah, here it is. <laughs> All right, Danny's big point. I'm We're talking talk.
1: about the future of the church, right? This episode we were just spitballing our ideas, our thoughts on things like that. Here's here's the point that I want to make, no matter what. The future of the church is, the biggest point is that there is a future of the church, is the church will have a future. The church will go on. The church has gone through so much over the years, and this is just another one of the things that, yeah, will it shake the faith of people? Absolutely. Will it shake the foundations of our leadership? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, when all this is said and done, the church that Jesus himself founded will still stand strong. Will we have new tools, new ways to spread, uh, feed the flock? You know? Yeah, we will. Will we have new people that have maybe found their way in the church and found a place in the church because they had a lot to offer during this time? Yeah, we probably will. Uh, but the best thing that we can do is, is have that hope and trust that we have a church that's strong enough to get through this because we have a God that's big enough to get that to handle anything. So that the future of the church episode, what's the future of the church look like? Bright, All
0: right? Bright. If you guys want to book Danny <laughs> Cleary to be your speaker at your event, so contact us. I'm so I, I'm gonna blush at two Catholic dudes at gmail dot com.
1: Make uh, sure that it's an event that has less than fifty people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, uh, that's right. And follow us on social media. Get us to get us to 5,000. <laughs> get us to 5,000 or 10,000. So Ryan and I go to the next acumenic council. Right. So thanks for, for tagging along this, this episode, guys. Uh, continuing on the conversation, tell us what you guys think. Yeah. About the future. Tell us uh, some ideas that you think are going to happen. Some ideas that will help us get through this. But. Chat with us. chat at us DMs on Instagram. comment you know what we really need is comments on the actual YouTube page that helps the algorithm the infamous algorithm on YouTube and for other people to find us yeah uh, any any little thumbs up you know what it is. do the thumbs up. do the subscribe. hit the bell uh, and yeah, any any engagement that we can get will help this channel continue to grow. And we appreciate all the support that you have yep. given over this almost year that we've been together with you. We really, really appreciate it. Of course, Patreon.com forward slash Two Catholic Dudes is where you can support us financially. Again, make sure you're please supporting your parish in this time. Support, you know, any any causes. You know, there's probably a lot of people that need food, that need money that's going on right now. Uh, We should be the last on the list. If you have a surplus of money uh, and you feel like you want to give, we very much appreciate that. And your support means the world to us. So, Wow. That was a lot that's great so thank you guys for tuning in Ryan it was great to be back
1: together again to, to do a Wonderful podcast to see you in person uh, I'm sure we'll be back on zoom here
0: no no um. no no more zoom I don't want to do those edits we're gonna have guests on zoom because we figured out how to do zoom for the two of us so now we're gonna be in person we're gonna have all the zoom guests we want it's yeah gonna- so and uh, we let
1: us know in the comments too about topics you want us to, to talk about possible guests possible guests you want us to talk about you know, we just, we're just we here to just discuss whatever. We just get our thoughts and, and, uh, and our opinions out there. We just like to engage and talk about anything, so let us know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We definitely want to hear your inputs on, like, guests that you'd like to see, but probably not, like, Aunt Jenny um, or, uh, you know, cousin. Or Aunt Jemima. <laughs> what? All right, it's late. Or Mrs. We- Butterworth. Wheels are coming off, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We uh, will see you next week, as always. Uh, we, oh, I was like, there should be a tagline that we end with. It's just peace. <laughs> What's your favorite board game? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a wonderful night. We'll see you next week. Peace. peace.